0: I'm coming, 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 coming
1: straight
0: out, out. New, York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show Here giving you that Nick's talk Just in the Nick of Time And I'm pissed, man I'm absolutely pissed uh, the Knicks lost a close one to the refs, I mean, the Rockets, 105 to 103. And we're going to talk all about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I first, you got you already know, man, We got I got to introduce you to my guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts.
1: Ryan G's in the building, tough loss. It happens in the NBA sometimes, but this one was a tough one to swallow.
0: Yeah, man, this this one is tough for me. This this one in particular is tough for me because, first of all, I'm giving all props to these Knicks. You know, it's, it's been a long season. They're kind of banged up. They're going into the All-Star break, banged up, kind of fatigue, kind of see it. Jalen Brunson started off very slow. They fought through a lot of adversity this game, uh, missed shots, bad calls, bad calls and more bad calls and you know what when you lose a game sometimes you you want to you want to leave the game feeling you lost the game because the other team was better you lost the game because your team made the bad decisions you never want to lose the game because you feel like the nba was short on refs and they just ran to foot locker three minutes before the game and said hey here you go You need a job, I'll pay you $25 an hour to ref this game. I feel like that's what I was watching today. I feel like I was watching amateurs ref this game and they gave the game away. There was a, a plethora of calls that were extremely questionable, starting from the Taz Gibson charge call that was in the charge of me. They reviewed the tape and then said that Taz Gibson was moving. Well, yeah, Taz Gibson moved to the spot and he got there first. But he wasn't moving when he took the charge. He beat him to the spot. There was... All, Jalen Brunson was getting smacked all game long. Every every single play. Complained. And you know what? He fought his way through that third quarter. He had like a 14-point 14, 14 stretch where he was just hitting and ones all willingly because that's what Jalen Brunson does. He's like, Yo, you know what? You're not giving me the call. I'm bringing the ball to your chest. I'm initiating the contact. And I'm getting those and ones. He brought this team back. Tied the game, team fell back again. Then we tied the game again. And after Jalen Brunson took Dylan Brooks off the dribble, put him on skates and hit a clutch bucket to tie the game. The Knicks lose on a foul call, a phantom foul call on a three-point desperation heave with the score tied 103 to 103. The refs are just on one, man. I'm not Bruh. I'm not one to complain about the refs. Like that, I think I might have complained about the rest twice this season so far. This one was probably the worst ref game I've ever watched this season. I don't know. What you thinking, Ryan?
1: Um, well, I think more than anything, the Knicks shouldn't have fell behind the way they did in the first half. I think that's what pretty much determined the game. If the Knicks came out, Houston was just more physical in the first in the first half. They were playing strong defense. They were out hustling the Knicks. They were very physical with the Knicks, and the Knicks couldn't find a way to score on the Rockets in the first half. And in the second half, the Knicks did play better. The Knicks started to match Houston's physicality on defense and brought the physicality straight to them. And it was overall it was, overall it was a very physical game, which is why I'm surprised at the call on Brunson to end the game because you're because the way you're calling the game you're calling it you're calling it physical you're you're not really yeah I... blowing the whistle on minimal contact so if you're not blowing the whistle on minimal contact then why are you going to call a foul on brunson at the end of the game that's basically going against the way you officiated the whole game and also when you look at the free throw stats houston Rockets had 33 free throws the Knicks only had 12 free throws so right then and there, that shows you that a lot of the calls lean towards the Rockets, and yeah, maybe the Rockets were a bit more aggressive in the first half, whatever the case may be, but that doesn't mean the Knicks players were not getting fouled on a lot of those possessions that you just decided to not call a foul on. It took, so yeah, it's just, it's a tough way to lose a game because you're basically calling a foul on a player, because you, you're basically calling a foul on somebody that had, that had minimal contact on a contest at the end of the game, and you're calling the game... Physical, where it's like you're letting a lot of shit go throughout the throughout the game, so it doesn't make sense to call a uh, on Brunson on that when the when it's not even egregious contact. So it's just a tough way to lose the game. But the Knicks kind of dug that hole themselves because they can't. They went down by 14 and a half, and they had to, and they had to claw their way back against a Houston team against a Houston team that was playing great defense pretty much all night.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree. Listen, the first half we didn't have it. Jalen Brunson. To me, Jalen Brunson didn't have it. He looked flat. The physical defense bothered him. Uh, without talking about the rest, we talking about X's and O's and stuff. The first half, Dylan Brooks was exclusively on Jalen Brunson. The second half, the coach found a way to get Dylan Brooks off of Jalen Brunson for at least a good stretch that third quarter. And that's when Jalen Brunson actually started to get going. Now, Brunson cooked Dylan in that fourth quarter. But to get him going, he had to get him off. So I feel like we fell behind one because Jalen Brunson just didn't have it in the first quarter. And he's been, you know, you got to give him some grace. When he's scoring 30 points a night, you can't expect him to be perfect and have, you know, a a 15-point first half every single time. That Dante DiVincenzo helped. But uh, he was off. He was off in that first half. Also, the foul trouble from the bigs also didn't help. Seguin getting Sims. And Precious into foul trouble early really hurt us because Fresh Precious himself had a phenomenal game. Um, yeah, let's see what's, what's these rebound stats looking like. Precious had I felt like he almost had
1: a career high in rebounds because yeah he had seventeen rebounds.
0: Yes, yeah, seventeen rebounds from Precious is is ridiculous.
1: So, None of them offensive.
0: Yeah, yeah, nine no offenses, I, and I felt like Sims did the best job. On uh Sangoon in the first half, anyway. Him getting in foul trouble and Precious getting in foul trouble really let Sangoon kind of get loose to me in that first half. And it got them really comfortable. And we got we got into trouble for me defensively in the first half because of those guys getting into the foul trouble. And the second unit to the second unit in that first half wasn't really clicking defensively, and it helped us get and in, dig into a hole. So it was partly, partly Brunson not being brunson like partly the foul trouble between the bigs and partly that second unit still trying to gel and find out how to flow with their how to flow within the offense. that's what i saw
1: yeah most definitely and yeah the bigs getting into foul trouble definitely hurt because when sims and precious were in the game together they pretty much held down the held down the fort defensively against the rockets and I'm pretty sure if you check the plus minuses of when Jericho Sims and Precious was on the court together, because like if you, if you check the stats, like yeah, Jericho Sims is a plus seven Precious is a plus three, which shows that when they're on the, when they're on the court together. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the Knicks were all positive with those guys on the court together. But once they got those guys in the foul trouble and the, and they had to go to the bench and the Knicks had to go small, that's when the Rockets started to make their run in the second quarter. And this is the thing with the Knicks' defense, and this is why it's essential for the Knicks to get their bigs back. Because when the Knicks don't have their bigs, the defense is compromised, like how it was in that second quarter. But you have to give Precious a lot of credit, though, because the Knicks did play small down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And Precious held his own yeah. against Samuel when it really mattered. Yeah, you have to give Precious his props because he stepped up defensively when the Knicks needed him to.
0: But The, the rest is just crazy. The rest called, like, 67 travels on the Rockets. Last yeah. play of the game, Sangoon is posting up Precious. Stangoon takes four steps because Precious backs off of him. He almost trips and falls. The refs don't call a travel. It was just a weirdly weird officiated game of uh, uh, this, this game. I, there's, some things, there's certain things that I want to point out, though, that we might come back to that I, I kind of liked. But overall, it, it was just a really weird officiated game. It was very frustrating to watch. And I was just, I was just, I was pissed, man. I was pissed. I was, I was pissed off watching the NBA and Adam Silver give the Rockets a game just because they felt like gifting the Rockets a game today. Maybe they felt like the Knicks was getting a little bit too much good press. We need to take them down the peg. I don't know. They may still be pissed at James Dolan. That could be what it really is. I don't, cause you know, you know how it is. You, they already gave us like the the, the second worst uh, starting schedule in the league. To, to knock us down a peg. I feel like this is... I don't know. I'm on my propaganda uh, conspiracy <laughs> theory stuff right now, Ron. Because it seems very weird the way things was kind of shaking out to me. It did.
1: It really did. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy, too, because I checked um, Twitter like right after this game is over. And I think it was a Strickland, if I'm not mistaken. They posted something that was very interesting. And this goes into the whole conspiracy theory thing. Like I don't know if this is true or not. But it's just weird. Because I think... Because I think before Vegas had the Houston Rockets, I think negative 4.5. And then like with the injuries, I think they moved it to negative one, which is the spread. And then seeing how the game finished like so close like that, it, it, it kind of gets you thinking like, you know, was it fix in with Vegas? Yeah,
0: it was looking real <laughs> you know? Tim Donahue-ish over here. Like it was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to hold you. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Netflix special on this NBA season in general. Because the amount, of calls that refs have reviewed and got wrong after the review this season not even just the Knicks games not even just Knicks games just NBA if you guys have been watching NBA games NBA games all season refs seem to be getting reviewed calls wrong and you start to have to, re- to think that these prize picks and this and these betting stuff I find a wonder does this have does this really affect the game, man? Because it's weird.
1: It, it's just weird. I mean, it's, it's all weird. It, it really is. I wouldn't be surprised if the refs had to parlay on this next game that they had to hit. And they were like, yo, we got to hit that spread. Got to hit that so,
0: spread. Oh, get that money. Yeah, cash so brunson, out. Early.
1: Yeah, we're going to call a foul, you Brunson. There's, there's, exactly. there's a long, no contact, but there's a contact enough for us to call that foul.
0: Exactly. He breathed on them too hard. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> come on, bro. like Come on, G. Get, the, man. get out of here with that bull. Get out of here with that bull. But, like, There's certain things that I I want to talk about, too, that I saw. One of it is defensively. Defensively, that first unit is great. Offensively, it's still extremely rough, which is why I kind of want to give Josh Hart some props this game because there was two halves. The first half, Josh Hart, he plays with with his heart in his chest. He he, He was scared to shoot for the whole first half. And when Josh Hart is scared to shoot, it makes things very tough on Jalen Brunson because all they do and every team does is force the ball out of Jalen Brunson's hands and try not to double off of DiVincenzo, but double off of Hart. And so so what what you end up doing is Jalen Brunson being doubled, Josh Hart getting the ball, and then the defense resets and now you have a, you have to rework another angle with 10 seconds left instead of 24 seconds. So you're just pretty much burning clock because Josh Hart has been indecisive for that whole first half. But that second half, he was extremely decisive. He was shooting the open shots when he had him. He was shooting him with confidence. And when Josh Hart is hitting threes, it totally changes the game for us. It, it totally does because now you have Don, Dante and Josh Hart being a threat. And now you have Josh Hart being a triple-double threat, playing defense, getting out on fast breaks. He's like a complete animal, a complete uh, grade-A NBA player. And I feel like that was a huge part of why we even got back into this game. So I want to give my props to, to Josh Hart today because he's been atrocious offensively to me for like a week. And today it seemed like he finally snapped out of it a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, I think with Josh Hart it was definitely a tale of two halves. In the first half, I wanted Josh Hart benched. Honestly, yeah. I wanted him benched in the first, in the first half because he was playing terrible Max. in the first half. And defensively, he wasn't providing much as well because I saw him burned on like a good three or four occasions on defense as well. And it's like, all right, if you're going to be that terrible on offense and you're not going to provide the defense, you don't need to be playing. So I was definitely pissed off with Josh Hart in that first half. And... I'm not one of the, I'm not and I'm not one of these people here that's like against Josh Hart and want him traded and things of that nature. Like I still believe in Josh Hart, but that first half was terrible. It was. Second half, he did get him he did get himself together, played better defense. Offensively, he I think he knocked in two threes, I think. Or was it three threes? One of them, but he was he was knocking in his shots and he was more effective on offense and I'm just glad to see that you know he was able to wake himself up and play much better in the second half, which also contributed to the Knicks getting back into the game also. So you have to definitely give Josh Hart his props. But yeah, that first half, I wanted him benched. I was so... I was done with him in the first half.
0: I was super done with him in his first half. I'm glad he turned it around. Uh, second, I want to point out Alec Burks. Because Alec Burks is also a tale of two halves. Um, it's funny... I'm starting to think, you know, we brought Alec Burks here to be a backup point guard, kind of a playmaker. Um I'm looking at Bojan and going. Things that make you go. Hmm. I, I'm 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 starting to look at him like point forward, you know. I'm starting I'm starting to feel like have Alec Burks be the secondary playmaker, have Bojan be the playmaker, and if we go that way, because Alec Burks can make some tough shots. Actually, he has very good ISO numbers this year. I don't know if you guys heard. I said this last show, ninety nine percentile in ISO. But when you're looking, shoot, I don't even have the clean the glass stats kind of even queued up. But Bojan is a threat everywhere on the floor. Every single word on the floor, three level score. Um, If you look at Alec Burke's shot, shot chart this season, he's good in one place, maybe like one and a half place. He's hmm. good in the three-point line, and that's been it. He, he's usually a mid-range guy. It has, he has not been a mid-range guy this season, and he hasn't been hitting the mid-range so far these two few games. Granted, it's only a couple of games, but I don't like the way Burks – I don't like the way the offense looks when it was going through Burks, the turnovers, the stagnant, the stagnant thing. It, I, I don't know. What did you feel, Ryan?
1: Um, yeah, so far, I mean, it's just two games. So I'm not going to really, you know, get on Burks that badly, but it seems like the prize guy in that trade was bogged down if the way he's been playing so far. He's He's definitely been an offensive weapon and – you know, and the fact that he can just create his own shot, he can also create for others as well. It's definitely a positive addition to the Knicks. And even defensively, I didn't think he was terrible defensively this game. I thought he played okay on defense. So if he could play okay on defense and provide shot making and and a bit of creativity, I think he's going to be a major piece for the Knicks going forward. Burks, not not the best game from him tonight. Um, Definitely saw... Some things that that gave me PTSD for the yeah. last <laughs> <For> yeah <day. sure. laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely saw some things that made me be like oh boy but um I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Burks a chance to get more acclimated with the offense and you know I'm not gonna you know be too rough on him you know two just two games in but he did look pretty bad especially when he was quote unquote running the offense running point and he didn't look too well.
0: Not yeah, enough. nah. I see. I see you in the chat. Stagnation, ball movement. Nah, I saw it too. Especially with the second unit, it was, it was a lot of stagnation and lack of ball movement in that second unit. And funny enough, that when we made that comeback, we made that comeback flowing through Bogdanovich, which is making me. It's kind of making me wonder. Maybe we should move more in that direction. It especially seems like Bogdanovich seems is seems very comfortable creating from the top of the key, and kind of just he's a power forward. And he, and he kind of flows like more of a small forward, so there's going to be a lot of he's he's going to have a lot of matchup advantages beating up on bench pieces at the power forward spot. I don't I don't, I don't think he'll have that much resistance, so I feel like that that might be the way to go moving forward. Um, okay.
1: yeah, no, I was just saying that I definitely have to big up Lee because Lee Lee was definitely on the Boyan Bogdanovic um train. My guy was like, bring Boyan Botany yeah, he here. And and you know, and and I was kind of hesitant at first because I just I just didn't like what I saw from defensively, defensively on Detroit. I know he could score the ball, but I just didn't like what I saw, the few games I watched the on the you know of the pistons of him playing defense. But you know, tonight he showed me something and I can definitely see how the Knicks can utilize him going forward. So I'm definitely very high on that front. But yeah, Burks, um yeah, he's gonna have to show me. Um, he's gonna have to definitely play better these upcoming games for me to believe. But don't... yeah, man,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, woo, it, it was. It's been rough. It's been rough. It's only two games though. I'm not. I'm not burning. Yeah. Burning down the bridge yet. It's only two games, but it's been rough. It's been rough. I'm asking some questions because I see you in the chat. I see, shout out to the chat, man. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to Angry, Shout Shout to Ricardo Custer. Shout out to Nick Yak, Nick's Nation TV. Shout out to Fritz Sindor uh See that everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. I, I started out fast today. Man, I just I need to get. I I, <laughs> I I told Ryan it was only Ryan today, so it was less people to set up set up for. And I was just like, "Yo, we starting. We starting. I don't have no graphics. I don't have no score. I'm just like yo we starting, man.' This 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 is ridiculous. Um, but I see I see some of your comments in the chat. And I want to address some of these things. And I want to talk to Ryan about it because I was actually wondering the same thing. Two things that stuck out to me. That was kind of weird. One, closing defensive lineup. Game on the line. 103-103. McBride is in the game for defense. If, if you're having an all-defensive lineup, why is Brunson in the game?
1: That is true. That is definitely true. I mean, he could have. He could have definitely. You could definitely sub in McBride because McBride is a defender, but you could sub in Sims as well. Yeah, just to solidify the defense a bit more. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is a question to ask because at that point Brunson's not really needed because it's just a one possession game. At that point, it's last possession, so you would put your best defensive unit out there and have Brunson on the bench. So it makes sense.
0: That's what I'm. I mean, that's what I was thinking anyway. Get that stop. Maybe, maybe they were just thinking. Foul shooting, if they get a stop and they foul, that's the only thing I could think of. I don't know, but I thought, and I was out in my mind, I was like, man, Brunson in this game right now? That's weird for a defensive stop. Two, um, how did you feel about Burks closing the game over DiVincenzo?
1: I mean, I'll say this because I see Knicks Nation TV. Mentioning something in the chat if anyone's worried about Debo hamstring. So it makes me wonder if he was hurt. And that's why he wasn't in the game late. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I was watching the game. I didn't see him. It didn't seem like he had any type of injury or anything like that. I'm not 100% sure. But if that's the case, then be, people in the chat saying Dante's hurt. So maybe that's why he's he hurt. When did that? Wait,
0: when did that happen?
1: I, I mean, I didn't see him watching the game. I didn't see him get hurt. But people are saying that he hurt his hamstring. And he went to the locker room. Oh to to locker room. my, bro! So, 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 so that explains why Burke was in the game late. Son, are you serious? I, I didn't even, I didn't even know that I watched. Dante the game. got hurt. I didn't even, I didn't even know that I was watching the game. I didn't even see that. Damn,
0: y'all! This is making me, this is making me depressed, man.
1: <laughs>
0: this is making me depressed, man.
1: Wow. Luckily the all-star break is right around the damn corner. So that's gonna give him at least an extra week to heal up. But I feel him, you, but I, I didn't wanna I feel, get, I him feel him like it's tricky though. That's a thing. I didn't I
0: don't want I don't wanna I'm feeling like we limping into the all-star game with players falling left and right. And because we're limping into all star game, we're like casually picking a losses of because of it. I don't I don't like that. I don't like the way this is happening to us with, with Hartenstein and and OG and Randall. And it's like, what is happening? Our whole squad is just going through it.
1: And then the, what makes it, what, what makes it like even worse is the fact that like Knicks have a legit squad. That's the thing. Like if all of our guys are healthy, I think the Knicks would be running through the freaking league. But no, since we have so many, it's like the, it's like the year the Knicks are hurt is when the Knicks actually have a legit squad, which is... It, it's just hard to deal with, yo. It's just hard to deal with.
0: Damn, yo. That's pissing me off. Damn. Yo, thank you guys for the update, because I didn't even realize that.
1: Yeah, me neither.
0: Wow. Because in my mind, I'm just like, how do you have Perks in it? Because Devo was playing defensively. One of the reasons why we even got back into the game in that second half as well, because Devo was all over the place. The open, They had some couple of open threes in that first half. They wasn't getting those in the second half. Devo was flying around to the passing lanes and forced a lot of turnovers and a lot of tough closeouts. So a lot of that reason why we were back into the game was essentially uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who's been playing great for us. He's been damn near averaging 30 points a game (laughs) ever since OG and Randall been out on 45% shooting and over 40% from three. And he's been a top six three-point shooter in the NBA in january so devo has been on a heater so for him to go down right now is just uh hopefully or hopefully it's not it's not serious we don't have one yeah, got one game left and i'm just like bro at, <laughs> at,
1: at this point for that last game i'm throwing in top and i'm throwing in charlie brown jr i'm throwing in whoever else we can just throwing at the end of the bench and just be like yo y'all playing this game and just rest everybody else i don't give a damn at this point me neither
0: like Cause we 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 it, it's it's better for us to just be healthy after the All Star break than to keep losing players for for these one game stress. Like we need these we need the rest. We no, definitely need the rest. Yeah.
1: And and and, and you know see, this is the thing, man. Like now people are gonna get on Thibs, and I'm like, yo, let's not act like other coaches do not play their players thirty plus minutes a game, forty plus minutes a game, etc. Like Thibs is not the only coach that does that. Last season it was pretty much the same and those guys were actually healthy throughout the damn season. It happens, injuries happen. It's basketball. Come on now.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to blame Tips for every single injury. Like in this in this in this sense we're so short-handed. I don't know if you guys are watching the actual games, but when Dante is not playing with Brunson, it is a living nightmare for Brunson. A living nightmare, which is why we have Bojan and Burks here in the first place. But they have to get acclimated to playing with Brunson as well, Um, which kind of brings me to my next thing I want to talk about is. I'm wondering where Tibbs is going to go, because he's been going with. He's been going with Sims and precious at that center and power forward position, which defensively. Has been phenomenal for us. But I wonder if at some point he'll put like Bojan at the four and Sims at the five, or Bojan at the four and Precious at the five, just to give us some offense defense type of feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because Bojan, he just he he just gives us another dimension offensively. Offensively, he's not the best. Obviously, he he's getting he's given effort under Tibbs, but. If you see how str- we scored forty three points in the first half, we scored forty three points in the first half. Um, we picked it up in that second half, largely because of our defense. But we might have to give like an offense defense look sometime with that starting unit, and it could be Bojan starting. I don't know. That's something to to to, 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 to ponder.
1: Yeah, and I, and I gotta admit, um, late in the fourth quarter when Precious and Bojan was out was on the court at the same time, I did like the look. With the plays that they had in the corner, had those two playing together. So it is something to um, explore in the future, especially if injuries continue to pile
0: up. Right. No, exactly. Like, this is, of course, with Randall not being back. Yeah. <laughs> with Randall being out, maybe we experiment with Bolzan at the four and Precious at the five, or Bolzan at the four and Sims at the five, something, and in then in, the, in the longs of that nature. Um, because I, I think Bolzan. Would take a lot of pressure with off of Brunson with his playmaking because right now they're just blitzing him and just trying to tire the kid out. Um, yeah. Also, McBride, McBride was interesting, man. McBride, funny enough, he only played five minutes. He out to me. He played in that first half. He played better than Alec Burks. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. He did. He like he's found the he's actually finishing at the rim now. He's finding the right angle and the right way to attack that. He's starting to hit the mid range now. The only thing is the three point shot for Big Bride has kind of fallen off a cliff for the last four or five games. I think he's only hitting like twenty five percent or twenty six percent from three. But he's he's hitting on other levels. Um, so um, and he only played five minutes today. But uh, I've actually liked I actually really liked his five minutes today.
1: I really did. Yeah, um, I think most of those five minutes he played was in that second quarter, I believe, where the where the Rockets were pretty much increasing the lead. But you know, he did make a good offensive play where he kind of drove into the into the lane and made that mid-range jump at the free throw line to kind of stop the bleeding a bit when the Rockets were going on their run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those games where you kind of have to, which is which is something that I do kind of look at thibs you know, kind of blame Dips for because it's like, you know, McBride is definitely showing that there's a bit more of a spark to him than Burks. I know you have to try to acclimate Burks to the offense and things of that nature, but it's right. like in a game like this where it's time the Knicks have a chance to win, I think you have to go with, you know, which player is playing better for that game and since McBride is playing better, why not put McBride in the game and give him the majority of the minutes and sit Burks on the bench? That's, that, that's, the, that's the
0: politics of basketball right there, man. That's one of those politics of basketball right there. You traded the guy here. You traded Grimes here. You traded you traded Grimes away. It's like all right, we, we got to play the dude. We got to play the dude. And yeah. So it, it just is what it is. Like, <laughs> and Burks is the. Movie. I'm not like I said. I, I expect Burks to play a lot better than we did today because today he looked horrible in that first half. But he he did hit some big threes in the corner. But we need we need you to be a better. Lord General for us in particular. That's the way I see it. But um, as bride. You already know what it is. When people get healthy, he's not going to get the minutes this season. I can foresee a Burke. Damn, yeah, I can see Burks being traded again next. Like, <laughs> like I can see us resigning Burks and then trading him at the deadline next season. I can, I can see that, yo. <laughs> I can see it. I can see a situation where they like sign him cheer him at the deadline, because they're like, you know what? We really like what McBride is doing, now we think McBride is ready to be the player. I can see that happening.
1: (laughs) I could just, I like, your face is disgusting I wouldn't put it it past his front office, especially since they're still going after that star, so the more contracts that they can have, that they can trade and still keep, like, their main core, they're going to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they are. They're going to do it. They're definitely going to do it. But, yo, I, I got I'm, I'm, I've I talked about this game to death, man. I'm pissed. This is probably the most I'm going to talk about the refs this season. I already know, I already know what the comments are going to be like because when people watch comments, they be like, "Oh, you, oh, you, y'all just blaming the refs." It's like, yo, this this game was hard not to blame the refs, man. This was rough. This was really rough. But if you get past the ref, the ref blaming, you'll get the the actual game analysis and blah 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 blah. Right. Rough game for us
1: though. And I mean, I did mention that, you know, the Knicks falling behind by 14 definitely hurt them. You know, if they actually came out the first quarter better, I mean, the first half better, um, with you know, with a bit more energy and a bit more physicality, you know, matching the Rockets physical play and just kept the game close. maybe it would have been a different outcome. But that's how the ball rolls sometimes. And, you know, and I mean, come on, you know, game tied late. To call Brunson on that foul was kind of egregious, especially when you had two, both teams playing physical the whole damn game. So
0: <laughs> I, yo, I don't get it. Son, I don't understand. Yo, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how Dylan Brooks can just shoulder check Brunson to the floor and then Brunson get called for an offensive for a foul there. Well, and then and then on the like the last play of the game, Brunson just brushes by a, a guy who's shooting a heave. From three-point line and no call. It's it's crazy to me. It's absolutely bananas to me. I I don't get it. I don't get it at all. These refs suck. They do. Damn zebras. Oh, yeah. oh man. I That's all I saw that. you got. You,
1: picks, you got any bro bricks, man? You got any broad bricks today? Yeah, I got one broad pick. I, right. guess it kinda, I guess it kind of lightened the mood a bit. Yeah,
0: you got to lighten this mood. I got this bad, eh, this bad eh, juju yeah. in my soul. I don't want to get rid of it.
1: Exactly. So my my only broad pick tonight goes to Grady Dick on the Toronto Raptors. I know that name is wild, but that's his guy's name, Grady I Dick. Know, I, you know, every time
0: you watch a dude, a program or a team plays him, if you just look on Twitter, every team that plays Grady Dick, you just see all the dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't imagine going up with that name, going to that. School. You had to homeschool me with that name. I'm sorry.
1: Facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if y'all not paying attention to what's going on across the NBA, the Spurs smacked the Raptors tonight. Wemby had ten blocks, and what could and, and what co- and Grady did contributed to Wemby's ten blocks. And this is how. So my guy Grady was driving down the lane, wide open lane. Went up for the layup. Nobody was there. Webby's was to the side of him. Wemby was not in the vicinity to affect the shot. My guy went up for a finger roll, air ball. Bruh. My guy catches the air ball, goes up with it. Webby blocks him. He bruh. gets the ball back, goes up with it again. Webby says that, sh- sets it to the. <laughs> he just sets it mm, and then it gets the turnover. <laughs> travel.
0: The refs know how to call travel anymore. My my, when you throw the ball in the air and catch it, that's, that's a Travel.
1: Oh. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it should have been a travel But they ain't called call it And my man went up Wemby blocked it He got the possession back He went up again And Wemby sent that to the next dimension Turnover
0: Damn, <laughs> yo Double-double on double blocks is crazy
1: Bruh yeah.
0: Well, shout out to Shout out Never mind I was going to say no, shout out fact, to
1: Matter of fact, it's a triple-double Wemby had tonight Damn Tri- Triple-double with blocks
0: I was going to say shout out to, to D But I stopped myself
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a major pull. That's not my Shout out to Grady. There yeah, you go. Shout out, to Grady. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just shout out to Grady. Shout out to Grady. Shout out to Grady. All right,
1: yo. I'm going. It's, it's, that's the
0: show. I don't know if I, I got nothing else, man. I got this out. Quick show. Shout out to Glevin Dix. Uh, I guess you, you like the Grady joke. Shout out to you, Potty Mouth shout out to anna grill shout out to nick's nature tv nick yak see everybody else is rocking up the show if you like the show hit that like and subscribe we here after every game today we actually started pretty damn fast i said screw the damn graphics and all that other stuff and uh i kind of just went off the dome i ain't even hardly even wrote any damn notes down i wrote like three things down and freestyle it it is what it is <laughs> but that yeah man ryan g let him know where they can find you man
1: you can find me on Instagram at Sir is chilling.
0: Sir is chilling.
1: That's S I R G is, Sir G is that's you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T.
0: That's right. And You can find us at the K O T Show on Twitter, the Naked Time Show on Instagram, and the Naked Time Show on Facebook. So, uh, yeah. Next game up, we got the 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 magic on Wednesday, and I'm that's funny. it. We got a. We got to on the day of love. We got to win, man. Got to win on a day of love. But I don't even. Though, I can't even tell that? you. I don't even know. I can't.
1: Nah. Honestly, I don't give a damn if the Knicks lose against the Magic. Just, just put Jacob Toppin out there. Just put Charlie Brown out there. Like yo, just put those end of the bench guys out there and just have them, just have them play massive minutes. Rest our guys going to the All Star break. When the All Star break is over we'll reconvene, we'll regroup and see if we can get things rolling again after the All-Star break.
0: I hear you good. I, just, I know what it is. I just don't want to lose a bunch of games. cuz I already know what that East that East is a beast, man. I want that top 2 spot, but I also want to be happy. I want I want to be healthy. Yeah. And right now the Knicks are in 4th. The 76ers beat the Cavs today. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> no no Tobias no, no, MB. I need to see who I need to see who did so, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but so, yeah, the Knicks are fourth right now in fourth place. Uh, the Bucks are in third place, and the Cavs are in second place. So, we just need to get healthy. We just need to get healthy. All right, yo, that's the show. We'll be back on Valentine's Day. Who knows who'll be here? Maybe it'll be me, maybe it'll be Ryan G, <laughs> but uh, we'll be back on Valentine's. Valentine's Day to talk about Nick's magic. Hopefully, we're talking about a win. Hopefully, we just talk about everybody being damn healthy. That'd be great. Facts. <laughs> That'd be great. Facts. <laughs> um, but that is the show. Um, we out of here. And as always, Shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide Some mess. mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets and the Knicks locker room. And sh- shoot, the Knicks nurses are probably working overtime. That is the show. We out of here.
1: Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming,
0: coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams.